everybody. Let me ask you before we start, has anyone broken their New Year's resolution yet? Didn't make one, all right, that's better than breaking that, I suppose. You're all doing well, it's a, it's a second and you've not broken it yet. Um, just before we start this morning, I thought we'd have a bit of fun. We don't often have fun in church, do we? So who wants to have a bit of fun before we start? Yes. I wanted to give us a bit of a reminder of 2021, all right? So as we start the new year, I want to give you a couple of my favorite pictures and things and just give us a bit of a trip down memory lane of what happened last year with some of my favorite pictures. Who's up for that? Okay. Who remembers this guy from back in January from um, the inauguration of a new president in America? Everyone remember? Anyone know his name? Bernie Sanders is right, yes. So this is Bernie Sanders here back in January, looking like everyone's favorite grumpy grandfather there, isn't he? Okay, looking very grumpy. And of course, the internet did its thing and started moving him to different locations. So there he is <laughs> on Star Wars there. And somewhere else is he? There he is with uh, Forrest Gump. And last but not least, there he is on that very famous picture in New York. What else happened this year? Have we got any fans of daytime TV? Remember when our friend Piers Morgan stormed off telly? Was anyone watching that one? There's lots of arguing about politics and things this year. Lots of um, public fallout, including a very big public fallout of the royal family. Did anyone watch the interview with the royal family? There's quite a public fallout there as well. Um, with some more bad news this year, we also had the closing of Debenhams. Debenhams finally closed its doors this year. Would, did anyone here like Debenhams? Any Debenhams fans? Yeah, come on. We're all posh enough for Debenhams, aren't we? Yeah, Debenhams closed. What else happened this year? Well, who remembers Euro 2020 back in the summer? How good was that? For a few weeks, we were going to be champions. We were so excited, weren't we? The whole country was excited for a few weeks, and it all ended in tears. Does anyone remember this guy from the football, though? This showed the complete passion that you get from football. There he is, Switzerland fan in the 89th minute, and there he is in the 90th minute after his team scored, showing the joy that you get from sport. And of course, again, the internet did its thing. We had a nice little picture here. When your mum says you're having pizza for tea, and finally when she pulls one out of the freezer and you have the despair. What else happened this year? What, sticking with sport, who remembers lovely Emma Radnikanu winning the US Open in September? We all fell in love with tennis, didn't we, for one night, and we all stayed up late and watched it. Fantastic news, lovely for her. Also in September, though, the biggest news story of this year, Jubilee Church Teesside got its new home, didn't we? That was exciting. That happened in September. That was a highlight of this year. But it wasn't my favourite thing that happened this year, because did anyone hear the news story about Boris Bennett? Not Boris Johnson, Boris Bennett. Well, Boris Bennett is a lovely gentleman who decided to collect a chip from every Weatherspoon's pub in the UK. <laughs> and he's got them in a little filofax in his house. I don't know why. I don't know what he's looking to achieve by it. But I thought that was quite a, quite a story. Collect a chip from every Weatherspoon's. There you go. So that's a bit of fun look at 2021. Let's hope 2022 is even more exciting than that. <laughs> Look, as we move into this year, I get to continue our sermon series this morning in the book of Matthew. And I've got to say, God is really, really, really good, isn't he? Because if I was going to pick any topic for this year or any message to give you this year, this would probably be it. So forget about the preaching plan. Forget that um, I was already kind of predetermined what I was going to speak on this morning. This is so in season. I feel like this is what God wants us to hear this morning. So if you've got your Bible, let's read together from Matthew 6, 25 to 34. So this is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore I tell you, 
do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all of his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how much God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what will we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There we go. What an amazing passage as we come into 2022. Jesus' message for us is do not worry. That's the message this morning. Do not worry. What a, what a way to start the year, hey? Just to give you a bit of context here, as Jesus is speaking, this is a, a portion of narrative from the Sermon on the Mount, which is one of the most amazing portions of Scripture where Jesus lays out a radical new way of living. Jesus tells us what life following him looks like. He talks about anger, about marriage, about forgiving others. He talks about um, loving our enemies, the importance of prayer, not judging others. He lays out a blueprint of a Jesus-centered life and what that's going to look like. And it's teaching that has never and will never be improved on. It's simply the most wonderful teaching you can ever have. And that's the context that we find this little passage of the Bible in. It's entitled, Do Not Worry. So Jesus is talking about what it means to follow him. And one of the most important points he says is do not worry. And as we enter this year, I feel that's what God would be saying to us as people. Do not worry. Let's not be people who are defined by worry. Because let's, let's face it, the last few years, the last couple of years at least, have been absolutely defined by worry, haven't they? Worrying about the virus, Worrying about the effects of the virus, worrying about lockdowns, worrying about um, the effects of, of this virus on finance and education, long-term things. If we weren't people who had an issue with worry as a society, we definitely do now, don't we? We've had a few years where worry has absolutely defined us. And it's alarming. It's something that affects people every single day in their lives. People get literally burdened by worry, don't they? As a society, we're quickly becoming people who worry as a default. Our default setting is to worry. And now the word worry in the English language actually comes from a German word here. Now, excuse my German, I don't speak any German, okay? But it comes from a German word, Würgen, which literally means to choke or to strain. Okay, so we get our word worry from a German word, which means to choke or to strain. And when you think about it, isn't that the most accurate description of worry? Because when we worry, it chokes us, doesn't it? It strains us, it wears us down. And that's what Jesus talks about as well when he tells a parable of the sower. 
Jesus tells a story later on in the Bible, and he talks about seeds being scattered and put in different places. And he talks about some seed falling amongst weeds, doesn't he? And those seeds, as they grow up, they're choked by the weeds, and their growth is stunted. So Jesus talks about worry in that context. He says that the, the weeds represent the worries of this world. And they stop the seed from growing. They stop us as believers from growing. Do you get how serious worry is now? It's a big deal, isn't it? See, in laying out a better way to live, when Jesus is telling us how to live as his followers, he absolutely has to address worry. Because as Christians, we're called to look different from the rest of the world. And in a world which is weighed down and defined and has worry as a default, as Christians, we need to look different. We can't be people who worry. We need to be different to the world around us. And that means not, being, um, not having worry and anxiety as our default. So let's look at today what Jesus says about dealing with worry. The first thing Jesus says is that he reminds us who our master is, okay? So he says, when you're worried, you need to remember who your master is. Okay, so we've got a passage. The passage begins with the word, therefore, okay? And that means we've got to read backwards in our Bible to find out what Jesus was talking about. Let me just make a quick point, by the way, as we start, I'm going off topic here, but as we start 2022, okay, let me give you some good advice as one of your church elders, okay? Bring a Bible to church, all right? It might seem like the daftest advice ever, okay? But bring a Bible to church, or at least a smartphone with a Bible app on, right? Okay, it's so important because when we come together like this, okay, we're studying the Bible together. Yeah, you don't want me to talk at you. You don't want me to just tell you what it says. We're studying this word together. We all want to be able to read it and be impacted by it. Because remember, first and foremost, that preaching is about helping you to understand and apply the Bible to your life. Okay, my thoughts are secondary. Simon's thoughts are secondary, Raj's thoughts, whoever's preaching, our thoughts are secondary. The most important thing is what scripture says. Yeah. So it's really important that you bring your Bible with you so you can have it in front of you, so you can be reading and checking along and reading back overs and looking at the context. I can't tell you enough how important it is to bring your Bible to church, yeah? It's, no, it's not cool to carry your Bible to church, but do it. It's so important. It'll bless you so much. If you need a copy of the Bible, please give me a shout. I'll get you one. We've got loads of them. If you don't have a copy of this, please have one and bring it with you to church. Okay, I'm stopping ranting now, all right? That was my little rant to start 2022. Okay, so the passage, if you've got your Bible, starts with the word therefore. And that means that if we look back earlier in the chapter, we see what Jesus is referring to. And this little section about do not worry is following on from Jesus talking about money and possessions. He's talking about storing up treasures in heaven. And he sums up all of that teaching in verse 24 when he says this. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So essentially he was saying, pick your master, either be, be ruled by material things of this world, be worried by stuff and possessions, or be ruled by God. You can't have both. It's one or the other. Serve God wholeheartedly, go after him with everything, or go after money. You can't have both. 
And that's really true, isn't it? Jesus is spot on here. As we enter a new year, people often lay out their plans and ambitions for the year ahead. Some people call them resolutions. Others just call them plans for the year ahead. And let me tell you, if your plan this year involves going after material things, if your sole purpose this year is to get a better job and to have more money, to have a bigger bank account, a better house, if it's about stuff for you this year, let me just give you a warning. If that's all you're going after, you leave no room for God. And that leads to disaster. Go after God first. I heard it described that you can't, um, you can't serve God in money. And, and I heard someone say once that money is like seawater. The more you drink, the thirstier you get. The more money that you have, the more you want. You can't serve God and money. So that was the context. So with that in mind, we then have this teaching from Jesus on worry. And Jesus is saying, pick your master, pick God, obviously. And therefore, therefore, if God is your master, if you're going after God, do not worry. Yeah, if you're going to go after God, then my advice is do not worry. He says, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Jesus is saying that the antidote to worry is to remember who your master is. That is the antidote to worry. That's the first thing he says. When the concerns of this world weigh you down, when you're worrying about material things like where your next pail come from or um, whatever it is, what's, what stuff you need when, when your car breaks down, when, when you're worried about the, um, the stuff in your life, Jesus says, remember who your master is. Material things, possessions, they aren't your master. They don't have a hold over you. God is the one who you submit to. And God is the one that you give your cares to. You put your cares in his hands, yeah? That's Jesus' advice. And that's why in scripture it tells us clearly to cast our cares on God. Because it's him that we can give them to. So we don't worry. Why? Because we've rejected that master. We rely on God and God alone. Like worrying about material things in your life is almost like saying that life is just about material things or we live just to live. And some people have that attitude, don't they? Some people who aren't Christians would say, well, we just live to live. We just live to have fun and, you know, and, and enjoy the moment. That's quite a common standpoint, isn't it? But life's worth more and more and more and more than that. Life's worth much more than that. We don't just live to live, do we? We've got a purpose. We've got an amazing reason to live. We've got a God who's got plans for our lives. We've got a God who gives us a purpose. It's not about stuff. It's about Jesus. Look, let's not be people who worry. Let's be people who remember who our master is. That's our first advice. Remember who your master is. The second thing he tells us to do is to remember what our value is. If you look at verse 26, Jesus says in verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? See, Jesus is telling us to use some sense. He's saying take your head out of your situation, stop worrying and look up for a second. Stop worrying about yourself. Stop worrying about your situation. Look up for a second. Look at the birds. Look at creation. That's Jesus' advice. He's saying, look up. Which is pretty sensible advice because have you ever seen a bird worrying? Like, we have plenty of pigeons in Stockton, don't we? I've never seen a pigeon worrying. They don't worry about where their food's going to come from, do they? Like, they just flap about and do bird stuff, don't they? Like, 
I've never seen a bird worrying. And like, I always wonder, like, what do birds think looking at us? Like, you might have heard this fav- famous poem. Let me just stick it up on the screen there. This is a famous old poem. It says, said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. Isn't that right? Like, imagine two birds just sat there, you know, tweeting away to each other and, and saying, like, what are these people doing? Like, they clearly don't have a God looking after them because they're worried about everything. Like, it's daft, isn't it? We shouldn't worry as Christians. It makes you think. And that's the point Jesus is trying to make. Like, look carefully at what Jesus says here, okay? He says, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Do you see that? He doesn't say their heavenly Father feeds them. And say, look at the birds, they're so blessed by their father. And he says, your father feeds them. Birds aren't God's known and loved people. God didn't die for birds. Birds aren't made in God's image. That's us, that's people, isn't it? Jesus died on the cross for us. He paid the ultimate price for us, for people. We are his. So if these birds that aren't his don't have to worry, what on earth are we doing? being weighed down by worry. If they get fed every day, if they get all of the Greg's pasties that they want in Stockton Town Centre, how much better will it be for us? We need to remember how valuable we are to God. That's Jesus' advice. Remember how valuable you are to God. Uh, And you know, a lot of worry and anxiety comes from a lack of clear understanding about our value. Like we often feel anxious because we want to fit in, don't we? Certainly this is the case for a lot of young people, uh, younger guys. There's a worry to kind of fit in, to be part of the crowd, um, because if not, then people won't like us. Or we get anxious about work, that if we don't get all of our work done, our boss might think bad of us and we might let the team down. Or for our students, we might worry that we don't, if we don't pass our university assignments, we'll end up disappointing our parents and then they'll be upset with us. Like, a lot of worry comes from trying to find our value in different places and from different people. But let me say this clearly. You are valuable to God. God cares about you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows the deepest depths of your heart and he chooses still to love you and be mindful of you. He gives you a way to access him through Jesus. So if we grasp just how valuable we are to God, then approval from other people is meaningless. Because compared to how God sees us, it pales in insignificance. We need to know our value, and that's what Jesus is encouraging us. It's such an important message. And the thing is, this is a message for us as Christians. Like, we need to hear it. We need to know as Christians that God uh, values us. But the world also needs to hear this message. We've got this message to take out and tell other people. Because there's loads of people out there who just feel worthless. Who feel that they've got no value. It's people who go through life thinking, no one cares about me. I've got no value. We need to tell them, actually, there's a, a Father in heaven who values you. And you're worth so much to him. So Jesus says, remember who your master is. 
remember your value. And his final bit of advice for dealing with worry is to remember to seek him first. Remember to seek him first. And this is a really good point. Look at um, verse 32 onwards. This is the end of our little passage here. It says, For the pagans run after all of these things, talking about possessions, um, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Do you know, we often get tripped up when it comes to worry because we look at ourselves, don't we? When we worry, we look at ourselves and we take our eyes off God. We focus on our situation. You know, I once described, I uh, heard worry described as kind of spinning in circles. Like when we worry, we just spin in circles and we keep spinning and spinning and spinning. And all that happens is we end up getting all dizzy ourselves. I'm a bit dizzy now, actually. We, we end up feeling a bit dizzy and we lose track of reality, don't we? We lose track of God. That's what happens when you worry. When you worry, you end up using all of your energy trying to deal with this situation and forget completely about God. I mean, saying it out loud just makes it sound daft, doesn't it? When we leave no space for God, everything becomes about us and about our situation. But Jesus is telling us to do the opposite. He's saying, seek first his kingdom. Look to him first. That's really important. We need to be people who look to God first. Our natural response, our natural response when we face hardship needs to be to look to God. Our natural response needs to be worship. That's a way of dealing with worry. You see, worship is literally worry in reverse. Because worry starts with our situation and leaves us spinning out of control, whereas worship starts with God and gives us clarity. Worry leads to confusion, but worship leads to clarity. Because we have our eyes fixed on Jesus. Look, we need to be worshipping people. We need to be people who have worship as our default. We need to be people who seek him, who focus on him, who seek his kingdom. And that's the opposite of worry. And that's what I feel like God would say to us as we start this new year. Don't worry, but worship. Seek me. The Apostle Paul echoes Jesus writing from his prison cell in, in Philippians. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you want some of that, if you want some of that peace that surpasses all understanding, that's so much better than worry, isn't it? Don't be anxious. Don't look at your situation and worry, but instead pray to God. Look to him. Start with thanksgiving and worship, and the result of that is peace. And that's what we all want. Let's just go back to the passage one more time, because there's a final warning from Jesus here as well. Um, because Jesus, we, we can't twist what Jesus is saying here, okay? Jesus isn't saying, don't worry and everything will be all right. It's not like Jesus is saying, here's a massive carpet, you know, sweep all your troubles under the carpet and we'll forget about them. That's not what he's saying at all. Jesus is saying, actually, you will face troubles. 
He says at the end, each day has troubles of its own. You will face hardship. Now, Jesus is making it pretty clear here. Like, don't you think that being a Christian means you're not going to have to face difficulties? No, you are. You're definitely going to face hardship. As Christians, we face troubles, but also as Christians, we know we've got grace for troubles, haven't we? We can handle troubles with God. One of my favorite passages in scripture comes from Lamentations 3, um, and it says this. It says, because of the Lord's great love, get this, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I'll wait for him. Look, we're going to face troubles. We're going to face hardships. Some of you might be facing them right now. Some of you might be in the midst of hardship. You might have come this morning just full of worry. But God has all that you need. God has all that you need. You just need to look to him. Who knows what we're going to face this year? As a nation, as people, as a church, who knows what we're going to face? But Jesus is clear that there is going to be worries, there is going to be troubles. But he asks us a question, how are you going to deal with these? What's your attitude going to be? Are you going to worry or are you going to worship? That's what he says. If I can get uh, Andy and the guys back up, that would be great. Um, so that's my challenge as we finish this morning. Do we worry about problems, about issues, or do we give them to God? Do we choose to focus on who our master is, on what his plans are? Do we choose to worship? Because those need to be our starting point this year. As we go into all that God's got for us as people, that needs to be our starting point. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the future holds, but we can trust the one who knows what the future is going to hold. We can trust the one who holds the future. And we can get confidence from that. So important. So important. Look, I really want us to take Jesus' teaching seriously here. So I don't want anyone to leave this morning worrying. If something's going on at the moment, if you've got a situation at the minute that's just been burdening you and weighing you down, then I'd love to get someone to pray for you. That'd be great. Um, what we're going to do is, I think if you're in the Jubilee ministry team, you could just go into the little area at the front there. And um, if you'd like some prayer this morning, just pop down in the front and some guys will pray for you. We'll do it safely with masks on and, um, and all that business. But don't leave this morning feeling burdened by worry. Please get prayer this morning. Please get prayer this morning. Please get prayer and, and look and fix your eyes on Jesus. And for the rest of us, yep, we are going to get hardships this year. We are, but let's start this morning. Let's start in the right way, which is worshiping God. Why don't we stand? I'm going to pray and then we can worship together. And if you'd like some prayer, then we can pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your amazing teaching, just such poignant, relevant teaching, even today, even in, the, in 2022 about worry, God. We thank you so much that you give us a perfect advice when it comes to worrying, Lord to remember who our master is, to remember how valuable we are. 
and to seek you and your kingdom first. God, I thank you so much that we've got everything we need in your words, your amazing, beautiful words. I pray for each of us here, God, if any of us are facing worry and anxiety at this time, God, I pray right now would you come and give us that peace which surpasses all understanding, that peace that you promised us, God. Help us to fix our eyes on you, the author and perfecter of faith, God. You're so good and we love you. God, as we start this year, we give it to you and we say we want to be people who worship, not people who worry. And we pray this in Jesus' wonderful name.